Welcome to Tower Talks. I'm Ashley. And I'm Caitlin. This is the podcast where oversharing is caring and no subject is off limits. Welcome back, friends. Today we are going to be talking about the subject of trust and what trusting God does look like and what trusting God doesn't look like. Mm-hmm. Because this was an uh, this was a subject that I struggled with. Because I said, you know, God, I I can trust my husband because I kind of know him well enough to have learned his behaviors yeah, and learn how, how to predict how he's going to act in certain situations. But God is unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Like his character stays the same, but his behavior is unpredictable. And so I was like, how do I trust you if I can't predict what you're going to do? Yeah. And... What he told me in response was, well, Caitlin, what would you need in order to fully trust me? And I said, I guess I would just need to know how much you love me. Because if I know how much you love me, then I'll know that you're acting in my best interest, even if your behavior doesn't seem like it. Mm -hmm. Even if it doesn't necessarily look like what I think love should look like. Yeah. If I know that you love me, I can trust in that. Mm-hmm. And so we started that whole process and it has been a journey. <laughs> <laughs> what have you, what are some things you've picked up on so far? Or like, what have you gotten from it? Well, the first thing that he did after I asked that question was fulfilled a lifelong dream of mine and gave me a horse. Yeah. Because like I had wanted a horse all my life and I think it was like my seventh birthday that I was just asking for one and asking for one and asking for one. And we didn't have the land. We didn't have a barn. We didn't have, you know, yeah, the things that a horse would need. And so, of course, I couldn't get one. But Elliot actually gave me a little horse necklace, a little golden <laughs> horse charm necklace. And he was like, I can't give you a horse, but, I, you know, this is as close as I can get. <laughs> but it was really cute. Um And so then right after I prayed that prayer, like a week later, Josh comes home and he says, uh, this guy that I know through work, he wants to give us a pony. Yeah. And I was like, well, pony would be kind of cool for like the kids to ride or whatever. Like I couldn't ride a pony, but like they, they would have fun with it. And this guy pulls up to our house (laughs) a week later with a Welsh pony, which is a Large. horse. <laughs> right. And I was shell-shocked. I was just like, oh, my gosh. We happened to be there that day helping with some stuff. Uh-huh. And <laughs> your reaction was like seven-year-old birthday. I'm like, yes. It's a horse. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real horse. Oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh. Like, I, I, we didn't even have a saddle. And I hopped on yeah, that thing right on then it. and there. Take my picture. <laughs> <laughs> But what was so sweet was that after I hopped on him, his name is Buddy, after I hopped on Buddy's back, um, Elliot was the one that was leading him into the stable Yeah, as I was riding him. And so it was like kind of a full circle moment of Elliot was the one who wanted to give me a horse but couldn't. And now he was the one that like <laughs> ushered that in. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah. But that God cares about your actual dreams and and what you love and what's important to you. Right. Because like 
I know it's not time for my big promises to come through yet, Mm -hmm. but it's like, he's saying, here's a little happy. Yeah. Here's a little happy, you know? And it, if a horse is a little happy, I can't imagine, (laughs) you know, a random Saturday, a horse drops off. Right. So just learning like how much he loves me. Yeah. As an individual and cares about my individual wants and desires and dreams has made a huge difference in my ability to trust him. Mm -hmm. But I also want to talk about like what trusting him doesn't look like. Because I think that there are a lot of times where we say, you know, well, I was trusting God to heal this person and they didn't get healed. Or I was trusting God for this job and I didn't get it or, or whatever the case is. Like Mm -hmm. I was trusting God for that. He didn't come through. That's what it looks like to us. And like, that can be difficult Mm -hmm. because to us, that doesn't look like love. Right. And so if we're not careful, we can slip into, well, he must not love me. Mm -hmm. Not like that person who got their dad healed or not like that person who got the promotion. Right. And so when, when you're looking for evidence of something, you're going to find it like just because of confirmation bias so if you are thinking in your head, God doesn't love me, I'm not special. You're going to pick up you're on every little thing. You're going to start to see things that look like evidence of that, but yeah. that doesn't make it true. And so I think if you approach it and you approach your relationship with him from the aspect of he loves me so dang much and I'm going to start to see it everywhere. Yeah. You know, it's just getting that mind sh- Mindset shift. Yeah. <laughs> Almost messed up. <laughs> Mindset shift down. Yeah. So. Because, too, like, we cannot see mm-hmm. everything. We have no idea what was going to happen with that job. Yeah. He sees the big picture and knows what is actually good for you and what you will need long term. Right. And I also saw another video where this guy was saying... um, that we can't be like the Israelites because the Israelites, you know, Moses goes up on the mountain mm-hmm. to talk with God for like 40 days or something with the Ten Commandments. And in the meantime, the Israelites were like, God forgot about us. He's not here. Let's make a golden calf and we'll worship that instead. Yeah. And like they wanted a God that they could push around. Mm-hmm. They wanted a God that they could put their hands on and, and see yeah. yeah like they wanted a a god smaller than them mm-hmm. rather than a god bigger than them because when you have a god that's bigger than you that means you're not in control of everything yeah <laughs> like you you have a certain level of control but it, you don't get to see all of it everything and you have to have faith and you have to have trust even when you don't understand yeah and that's a struggle, mm-hmm. but it's a, it's a crucial part right. of our journey as Christians because you don't want a God that's smaller than you. You don't want a God that you can push around. Yeah. So you just have to remember that this is a part of it. And you really don't want to be in control. No. Oh, my <laughs> gosh, no. 
If I had written my life story the way that I wanted it to go. Yeah. Oi. Plus, like, I can't see what's happening for you. Mm -hmm. And if you're not, like, open and honest with me, then I just have to go off what you're saying. Right. God actually knows with everybody. So he's working everybody's pieces how they need to be. Yep. It's crazy. That is a lot. (laughs) Like, he he must be exhausted. (laughs) I could not. And then he's so patient with us when we're like, why'd you do this? this?" (laughs) It's like, just chill. It's fine. I got it. Just trust me. I know. But trust is hard because we want the control and we want the predictability. But we can't have it if we have a big God. Yeah. And then too, if we just like, no, then that doesn't spark our hopes and dreams and faith and all of that that right. makes things exciting like if you just if everything was completely predictable that would be so boring right and sometimes he's like Caitlin I'm not telling you things because I like to surprise you yeah like just let yourself be surprised yeah but one thing he was telling me was about like trusting in his promises mm-hmm. and you know we kind of talked in that episode about how when God gives a promise, he gives the whole thing, yeah, everything, everything you, need. you need. But he was like, Caitlin, if, if you told your son, hey, we're going to go to the aquarium one day. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take you on a road trip and we're going to go down to the aquarium. Of course, he's going to be like, well, when are we going? Yeah. When are we going? Are we going today? Are we going this weekend? Are we going tomorrow? You know, like he's going to ask a billion questions. But if you're like, no, you'll see, you know, we're going to go soon. You know when you want to take him. Yeah. But as his parent, when the day comes, you'll say, get in the car. We're going to the aquarium. Yep. And you're going to have all of it worked out. You're going to right. have money, exactly. tickets, snacks. Like, like all the my son's not going to be like, well, what are we going to eat? Do I need a change of clothes? You know, like yeah. he's not going to be trying to figure everything out because he's assuming... If you're saying get in the car and go somewhere, it's time. You've already done it. You've yeah. already figured everything out and I don't have to. And then how exciting is that? Like think back to a kid when they're like, let's go. You're yeah. Like, yes. Yes. The day has come. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And you're not trying to worry about things. Yeah. You're just like, my parent has it figured out. And as a kid, you're just purely excited and ready to do whatever. Right. Like you're not thinking like, oh, okay, well, if she says we're going to go sometime, then I need to go ahead and lay out my clothes. I need to yeah. go ahead and like, you're not stressing yourself out. Right. But as adults, we're like, oh, hold on. Now I have to figure this out. I have to plan. I have to. Yeah. And God's like, will you just stop? <laughs> just like be happy and excited, please. And I am working on all that. If you would leave me alone <laughs> for about <five> seconds. <laughs> well, and like. I think that's what it means to have childlike faith. Yeah. Because it's like, be a child, be his child mm-hmm. and just trust that he's got it figured out and that yep. you don't have to worry about it. But that's hard to do because sometimes when you're just starting out, you don't have evidence of that yet. Yeah. Like you don't have experience that, oh, he did it then. Mm-hmm. So he's going to do it now. It's like, this is your first time. Yeah. So it's like, well, will he or won't he? he me? <laughs> right. And so that's why it's important to, one, get in your Bible and read 
all of the promises and read all of the times that he's come through time and time and time and time again for thousands of years. For thousands of different people. To build your faith. Yeah. And two, like, get in touch with some people in your personal life and hear their testimonies Mm -hmm. and how he's come through for them. Because that's how you build your faith in the waiting. Yeah. And it looks different for everybody. Right. Because like where we've talked about with your dad, Chuck, Uh his healing through cancer looked completely different than we've talked about my grandfather and grandmother who struggled for years with diseases. But we all knew their healing is going to come in heaven. Yeah. They were both healed. Yes. But it looks different for everybody. Right. And well, and you even think about in the Bible, he never healed people the same way twice. Yeah. Like he, if there was blind people, like one of them, he's going to rub mud on your eyes. One of them, he's going to tell you to wash in the river. You know, like he, he never did it the same way because he's not a God of formulas. Mm -hmm. So when we think in formulas, if this, then this will happen. Right then we're trying to put him in a box and predict him and we get frustrated. Yeah. When he doesn't stay in the box that we built for him. <laughs> so like really you're you're hurting your own feelings. Yeah. If we're being honest. Let the crazy stuff happen. <laughs> just just ride the waves, baby. Plus all of it he has used to teach and to grow. Yeah. Like even with those two stories. Like Our family has learned so much through walking through cancer with Chuck. Right. Our family has also learned so much through taking care of people through sickness and walking through that death together. Yes. He's going to use it for good no matter what the outcome looks like right now. Right. And I almost think that it's like he, and I don't know this for sure because I'm not God. I can't see his thoughts, but I almost think that it's like, According to your story and what's mm-hmm. best for you, that's what I'm going to do in your life. Yeah. So if it's best for you to have your dad stick around for a little bit, and if that's best for him, mm-hmm. you know, then that's what I'm going to do. But if it's best for you to become your own person, yeah, you know, well, and I'll use this example because like with Bruce, Bruce was my Rottweiler that was my baby before Mm -hmm. I had children like he was a once in a lifetime dog did everything I told him to was always gentle like you could not get a better dog and in 2019 he got cancer and passed away very quickly Mm -hmm. and for me that was gut-wrenching because I was like why why you know like 10 years was not long enough with him but I think that for my story, like I was using him as a comfort blanket. Mm -hmm. And so I wasn't depending on God because if I was sad, I went to Bruce and hugged him and snuggled him and, you know, like let him lay in my lap. And he, he was the way that I relieved my anxiety was through like just snuggles and pets and whatever, but I wasn't going to God. And so I almost think that that had to be removed from my life so that I could learn to have a relationship with God. And I fully believe I'm going to get Bruce back on the other side. Mm -hmm. So like that temporary separation 
was what's best for me in the moment for my story because if I had not learned to lean on God, how many people would be missing out? Yeah. Because my story and my journey has like inspired people. I'm not trying to be like no, arrogant about that, but yeah. like it, uh, people tell me, they're like, you disciple me through your videos and stuff and through your podcast. And, and I'm learning so much from you just because I'm just sharing. Yeah. And so like, if I had not had that, it would have not only been detrimental for my life, but for thousands of others. Mm-hmm. And so looking back at the big picture, like that loss was necessary for what was to come. Yeah. And now that you look at it from a perspective of he loves me, he is taking care of me, he is for me, you can see it. Because in the moment it was like, if you love me, how could you let something so important to me die? Yeah. But looking back, it's like, because you love me. You took that away so I could focus on you. And because you love all of the other people Mm -hmm. that my story would affect, you did that for their benefit too. And like I said, temporary separation. Like it's not a forever thing. We, We think that it's like this detrimental thing and it is it's it's hard Mm -hmm. like any kind of death any kind of sickness any kind of suffering is hard I'm not trying to downplay that but in the bigger grand scheme of things if we're talking about eternity yeah if my suffering my tiny portion of suffering gets you into the kingdom where you can spend eternity like duh (laughs) you know but we don't we don't think like that because we just think so in the moment but he thinks big picture right so you gotta learn to to trust that he's acting in our best interest at all times and that's why like romans 8 28 is my favorite verse because he wastes nothing Mm -hmm. really and truly he really does work it all out for our benefit The whole purpose of this podcast is so that people will feel less alone in their struggles by the topics we're covering. And so if you know someone who could be helped by this episode, feel free to share it with them just so that they feel like they're seen. And if you have any comments or questions or even topics that you want us to discuss, feel free to share those with us too at Tower Talks Podcast on Facebook or Instagram.